question. Who wants some trivia? Welcome to the No Dunks NBA Trivia Podcast, where the only thing you can win is my utmost respect. I'm your esteemed host, J.E. Skeets, and joining me live via the power of technology, he makes the magic happen, and he keeps track of the scores. What can't this guy do? It's J.D. Hello. Hey, J.D., how you holding up? I'm holding up great. Looking forward to this. All right. Well, let's meet today's contestant on Who Wants Some Trivia? He's a 36-year-old podcaster from Lombard, Illinois. He loves the Grateful Dead, the Chicago Bulls, his two little girls, and beans. Not in that particular order, but who knows. Oh, man, does this guy love beans. Anyway, you know him as the bearded one, but we should call him the bean one. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Trey Kirby. Hey-o! Hey! Hey-o! Yo, Trey, thanks for joining us on the show. We haven't had you on Who Wants Some Trivia. Are you ready for the pressure cooker? Oh, I hope so. I've been thinking of everything I can remember for the past 16 <laughs> hours, just trying to remember everything I've ever had in my head. Who knows what's coming up? Well, Trey, it says here, before we get into the uh, today's theme, that you've um, started collecting glass bottles to start your own <laughs> fermentation station. <laughs> woo woo! Yeah, that's exactly right, Skeets. Uh, you know, back when we were meeting together in the office, Lee Ellis would often bring in uh, a kombucha. And I learned that that was a fermentation-grade bottle, so I harvested it straight from his lips to my bag. What have I done with those bottles? Put them in a bag and put them on a counter and got yelled at for my wife for just leaving them out. <laughs> so I have them, and there's still nothing in them, but hopefully they're clean. Okay, all right. Well, uh, keep us posted on the fermentation station. I'm sure Brad really wants to know if you ever get that thing off the ground. Yeah, sounds good. Hopefully, uh, if I get my hands on some ginger, we're going to be shipping out products very soon. Excellent. All right, well, let's get to today's trivia theme. Today's theme is both about the present and the past at the same time. Hmm, how is that possible? (laughs) Trey, as you know, NBA fans are relishing the opportunity to revisit the final championship run of Michael Jordan's legendary Bulls dynasty. Originally scheduled to air in June, To coincide with the 2020 Finals, the Last Dance's release date was bumped up to April due to the pandemic. It's been a blast watching and discussing the 10-part documentary, which airs every Sunday night, every Monday. You got your boys here at No Dunks breaking down the episodes. So that's what we're working with here today. All of today's questions are tangentially related to the 97-98 Chicago Bulls and sort of the season. TK, you're a big Bulls fan, so you should feel fairly confident, I think, maybe with the... uh, the subject matter here. Yeah, I'm excited to hear you say as well that it's focusing on the 97-98 season, which I should hopefully remember the most of since I was the oldest. If you were going to be reaching back to 91, I was like, oh boy, I'll have to tell you a little bit about fourth grade at that point. Uh, But we'll see how this goes. Uh, Yeah, I'm excited to hear these questions. Okay, well, JD, my man, why don't you take us through the scorekeeping rules here? Trey, we're going to start with seven multiple-choice questions. You'll get two points for every correct question you answer without using a lifeline. One point for every correct answer when you use a lifeline. And no surprise, zero points if you get the answer wrong. Yes, this, uh, this topic might be right up your wheelhouse or right in your wheelhouse, Trey, but they're not going to be easy these multiple choice questions. No, 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 no. But you have three different lifelines to help you out. Okay, please note that each lifeline can only be used once. Your three lifelines are, one, the ejection lifeline. This is where I randomly eliminate one of the incorrect options, okay? So you go from four options down to three, okay? Sounds good. We can call it the Dennis Rodman for this episode. I love it. 
we've got the give me some mo lifeline. This is where I give you a little hint about the correct answer. I might steer you in the right direction. All right? Sounds good. Sounds good. And the final one is the classic phone a friend lifeline where I phone one of my friends for help. And you never know who I'm going to call and whether they know anything about basketball or the Bulls or MJ or whatever. Like, it's a, it's a crapshoot. So it might help you out or it might be even worse. All right? Yeah, that one's a little bit uh, too tantalizing for me. I feel like I might know the answer, but I'm still just going to hear one of your friend's voices. Uh, so I might call it in anyways. Oh, it's like uh, that classic time the guy on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire knew the final answer and just called his dad, I think, just to say, hey, what's up, dad? I'm about to win a million dollars. That was like one of the most baller moves in uh, television history, if you ask me. I don't think we talk about that enough. All right. So those are your three lifelines. One important note here too, Trey. Don't be a Tom Gugliotta, all right? You can't use Google to find the answers, okay? I gotta trust you on this one. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, hopefully my mic would pick up any keyboard clicking. Yes. So if you hear if you hear that, you know I'm cheating. <laughs> yes, okay, good. So gentlemen's rules apply here. And that goes for everybody playing along at home too. All you listeners out there, don't go Googling the answers. No point to the game if you do that. Try your best at uh, picking one of the correct answers from these multiple choice questions. Okay, let's get right into it. Question number one. Spoiler alert, the last dance ends with Michael Jordan hitting a game-winning jumper over Byron Russell in Game 6 of the 98 Finals. Unsurprisingly, MJ was the game's leading scorer, putting up a cool 45 points. Carl Malone, he led the Jazz with 31 points. But Trey, who was Game 6's third leading scorer? Was it A, Jeff Hornacek? B, Tony Kukoc, C, Scotty Pippen, or D, John Stockton? Okay, okay. This is a toughie. Um, all right, score in the 80s, right? Like, I don't know, maybe 87, 86, it finishes up, something like that. Jordan goes for 45, mm-hmm. so there's only 42 points remaining amongst the Chicago Bulls. Hmm, interesting. Can you give me the choices again? Yes, that's uh, A, Jeff Hornacek, B, Tony Kukoc, C, Scottie Pippen, or D, John Stockton. So you got two Jazz players and two Bulls players uh, in that very low-scoring Game 6, like you said, of the 98 Finals. Yeah, and it's an interesting choice of players that you got there. You got two high-scoring Jazz guys, obviously, in Hornacek and Stockton. Would they have gone over... Pippen, that's a great question. Or did you throw Tony Kukoc in there because you wouldn't expect Tony Kukoc to be putting up the buckets like that? Hmm. All right. I don't want to burn a lifeline on the very first question. I may be overthinking this, but I'm going to go with Tony Kukoc. This is your final answer? Yes, I suppose. Sorry, that's incorrect. Yes. Yes. Uh, this Tough was start. A- this is a very, very tough question. If It's not Tony Kukoc. If you had to take another guess, who would you go? My next guess would have been Hornacek. Oh, should have went with that. Yes, the answer is Jeff Hornacek. He scored 17 points in Game 6. He shot 6 for 12 from the floor. Um, it's a wild box score. I mean, like you said, it's just super low scoring. It's, uh, you know, like the third quarter, 17 to 16. <laughs> but you don't really have... Tony Kukoc played a great game. I mean, he was very close, Trey. He shot 7 to 14. He had 15 points. So, I mean, he was right there. But you just have Pippen really doing nothing. Uh, nothing really off the bench for the Bulls at all in this game. And then 
Stockton has a bad game. Sure. Aaron Russell doesn't do anything. It's a it's a weird one. It's really MJ versus Carl Malone, and then sort of uh, yeah, some of these other little sprinkling in of points. But sorry, yeah, off to a uh, off to a tough start. But uh, like I said, these are not going to be easy. Don't be afraid to use those life. I probably should have. I probably yeah. should have right there. But I mean, the first question. Come on. Yeah, yeah, you're really trying to set the tone. I get it. Yeah, you're trying to get it. All right, so zero points, zero points. First question in. Okay, question number two. Despite winning his fifth and final MVP during the 97-98 season, Michael Jordan did not lead the league that year in player efficiency rating. Who did? Was it A, Tim Duncan, B, Carl Malone, C, Shaquille O'Neal, or D, David Robinson? Wow, some classic players. Yes. Some classic players. And I know that PER certainly uh, gives an extra benefit to rebounding. Right. Unfortunately, all of these guys, incredible rebounders. <laughs> all this big guys. I threw all big guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly right. You know, Shaq rounding into his prime, no doubt about it at that time. David Robinson coming off an MVP not too far in the past. And Carl Malone obviously was the MVP the previous season. I'm going to have to Rodman this. Eject me one. Okay, get rid of one. Okay, I love that. Uh, yeah, using the ejection lifeline, the Rodman, as we're calling it. We are going to eliminate A, Tim Duncan. So your three options now are Carl Malone, Shaquille O'Neal, and David Robinson. Man, I wish you would have ejected basically anybody except for Ooh. Tim Duncan. That was the one guy I wanted to hang around because I wasn't confident that he was going to be the guy. Okay. In that case... Ooh, give me Shaq. I think uh, I think I'm gonna go Shaq. You know, he would have been, I suppose, out in LA at that point, kind of dominating, putting up monster numbers. So I'm gonna have to lock in Shaquille O'Neal. Okay, that's your final answer. That's right. Oh yeah, Shaquille nice. O'Neal. There you go. Well done. Gets it done. Use the lifeline. Only one point, but that's fine. Uh, one point better than zero. Shaquille O'Neal. 28.8 PER in his second season in LA there. He averaged 28 and 11 in just 60 games. And this was actually uh, the start of Shaq leading the league in PER for five consecutive seasons. So good pick there, Trey. Very, very good pick. Hitting the boards and shooting, what, 65% from the field? That's good yeah. for a PER. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not bad at all. All right, after two, we got TK with the cool one point. Question three. As we've already witnessed in The Last Dance, Scottie Pippen was one of the greatest defensive players in NBA history. Phil Jackson's defensive game plan was regularly eh, just put Pippen on the other team's best player, and it worked out a lot of the time. But who is the only other big man in NBA history to have more first-team all-defensive selections? More than Pippen. Okay, Pippen had a lot. Who's the only other... Big man. That's the important part here, so no guards involved. Is it A, Tim Duncan, B, Kevin Garnett, C, Hakeem Olajuwon, or D, Dennis Rodman? Wow, wow, wow. You're really going for it, man. You're really <laughs> going for it here. Bringing all of the classic defenders of my lifetime into yep. the mix. I'm just uh, happy to see Ben Wallace, I suppose, uh, didn't uh, make the cut. <laughs> um, hmm. All right, so Pippen, how many first or how many all-defensive teams would he have made? Probably first about team all-defensive First teams, team yeah. all-defense? Was it, was it double digits? I doubt he was at double digits for his career. First team. I don't know. Hmm. Okay. So, Tim Duncan, a long-storied career, was still bringing it defensively at the end of his career. The same for Kevin Garnett, though. I feel like he ha he fell off a little bit more. Car 
Hakeem, was his career as long as those two guys? I don't think so. Hmm. Give me Tim Duncan. Curious that his name would come up twice already. You wanna lock that in? I don't want to, but I'm gonna. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you don't want to because it's the incorrect answer. <sighs> yeah, yeah, this is a... This is a tough question. You, not only am I asking for all defensive selections, but I need first teams oh, from man, you. Oh, man, yeah. So, so Pippen, take, take a guess, Trey. How many, how many first team all defensive selections do you think Pippen ultimately got? Eight? Ooh, that's correct. Yes, okay. that is correct. I almost have to give you a half point for that one. But, yeah, so we're looking for somebody, a big guy to have, you know, obviously nine or more. And the answer is Kevin Garnett. Wow. First team all defense nine times KG was. Pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, especially considering he was going up against Duncan for basically the entirety of his careers. Now thinking back to the answer I picked, what a dumb answer. Picking either <laughs> one of those two guys. They should be splitting them, but apparently KG was locking it down. Yeah, and so here's the thing. Kobe, MJ, and Gary Payton were also nine-time members of first team all defense. But uh, only KG, really, of, of the bunch there with... Uh, with nine as a big guy, but Pippen right there with eight. Okay, tough, whew, tough, tough question. JD, where, where does my man TK stand after uh, after three? Trey is on the board, yes, but with only one point. But okay. there's uh, one, two, three, four, four questions left. So four questions and more, time. and more still to come. Okay, question four. Carmen Electra was once again back in the spotlight after her relationship with Dennis Rodman. It blossomed back into life in the series that we're watching. The former Playboy model talked about some of the wild times in the documentary series, including once hiding naked under the covers as MJ banged on a hotel door trying to drag the worm back to practice. Classic 90s stuff right there. My God, Carmen Electra, Rodman, and MJ. But tell me, Trey, what movie movie did Carmen Electra not star in? Okay. Was it A, date movie, B, disaster movie, C, scary movie, or D, superhero movie? Which of oh those movie oh movies goodness. did Carmen Electra not star in? Now, have you seen any of these, Trey? Scary movie, certainly. Uh, so I've seen Scary Movie. I feel like I've seen some of the Scary Movie sequels, and you know you didn't name it as a choice, but I definitely have watched a lot of times. Not another teen movie. An actual oh, right. classic. Great right, movie. Right, right. But which was Carmen Electra not in? Wow. Wow. Right. Well, you said you saw, you said you saw a Scary Movie. Do you remember Carmen Electra in it? I hope I do. I think I do. Um... Yeah. Yeah, okay, so what? She she got involved in the scary movie, and the producers just kept her around as a name. Interesting, interesting to think of. I, I'm i going to go with disaster movie. That was the one that sounded least familiar to me, so maybe it was later and later and later into the series when Carmen Electra's 90s fame wouldn't necessarily translate. Okay, uh, you want to lock that in? I mean, you are not don't want to use a lifeline, you just want to lock it in. Go with disaster movie as your answer? How many more questions do I got? You have um, three more questions after this and then rapid fire, but you can't use any of your lifelines in rapid fire. Okay. Um, you know what? Give me a disaster movie. I'm not blowing a lifeline on uh, this movie franchise. Oh, sorry. That's incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, obviously a very difficult question. The answer is D, the superhero movie. Mm, that was bad. 
That one starred the other big-bosomed Baywatch babe, <laughs> Pamela Anderson. She was in superhero movie. It is amazing that Carmen Electra was in all these other movies. Yeah, uh, 100%. Um, what a career for Carmen Electra, right? She was discovered yeah. by Prince, if I'm not mistaken, and then she became a game That's show right. host. And uh, apparently uh, an actress, though, mostly just a famous person, um, an early Kardashian, if you will. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. She was. Yeah, and was, of course, in Playboys and stuff like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. a sex symbol for sure. Um, but, yeah, got got into a lot of these movies. I've only seen Scary Movie. JD, have you seen any of the other ones? Date Movie, Disaster Movie, Super I have not movie? seen any of these, but I have seen the Not Another Teen Movie, which okay. I agree is a classic. It's great. It's yeah. good. It's fun. Um, I, I want to know, did super Superhero Movie come out the latest of these? I believe... Yeah, I think. Uh, sorry, I think Trey, you're correct. I think without, I don't have it in front of me, but that movie was released in 2008. Um, wow. So I think you were thinking the right way, like that. Carmen Electra probably she was in all the earlier ones, and I, mm-hmm. I think you're right. Yeah, I think you're right. Superhero movie that makes sense too, because like the superhero genre actually didn't kick off until later. Even yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Mean? Yeah. Okay. So um, ooh, so JD, quick score update after four. Uh, after four questions, Trey still has one point. Okay. <laughs> he's tough to keep track of. But he's got two lifelines, and uh, we do have the rapid-fire bonus section. But we got lots more questions what I'm getting at here. But first, a word from our sponsors. If you're bored in the house, bored in the house, bored, why not spend some time on yourself? Our sponsor today, Manscaped, is here to make sure you're well-groomed above and below the belt. Manscaped promotes clean hygiene when it comes to shaving thanks to their Lawn Mower 3.0. Yeah, you're not going to need a Felix for this lawn, boys. <laughs> the Perfect Package 3.0 kit comes with the new and improved Lawn Mower 3.0 waterproof cordless body trimmer and a ton of other liquid formulations to round out your manscaping routine. Hey, by the way, when I say manscaping, I'm telling you to clean up your balls, y'all. That's what we're getting at here. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code THEATHLETIC at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code THEATHLETIC, one word. And for a limited time, subscribers can get not one, but two free gifts. The Shed Travel Bag, $39 value, and the patented high-performance anti-chafing manscaped boxer briefs. Lee, I know you like your briefs, buddy. I sure do, man. I've already tried mine on. They're great. Oh, okay. Well, you already got your uh, manscaped package, did you, in the mail? Mm. I got my manscaped package, and I have to say, I've uh, tried it all out, and I'm feeling fresh, and I'm feeling fine. You got your package, and you tried it on your package? (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. All right, so go to manscaped.com today and use the code, one word here, the athletic. If you know me, you know the only thing I like more than relaxing is chilling. And that's why I'm so excited to tell you about Sunday Scaries. Sunday Scaries are specially formulated CBD gummies with vitamins D3 and B12 that are super consumable and easy to take on the go. The specially formulated CBD products with vitamins can help in all sorts of ways like keeping your composure, concentrating on what matters, quieting your mind, and of course, both chilling and relaxing. Last year, Sunday Scary CBD Gummies and CBD Oil won top accolades from Forbes, Men's Health, Allure, and Best Products. Today, you can get 25% off your first order with the code NODUNKS at sundayscaries.com. That's 25% off your first order at sundayscaries.com. Enter code NODUNKS where it asks for a coupon on the checkout page. 
Find out what product might be best for you at sundayscaries.com using code NODUNKS. Start chilling and relaxing. If you were to guess, on average, how many days people in the U.S. have to wait to see a doctor, what would you say? A week, maybe? Actually, on average, people have to wait around 29 days to see a doctor in major U.S. cities, basically a month. If you're dealing with a condition like erectile dysfunction, you want treatment ASAP. That's why our friends at Roman have spent years building a digital platform that can connect you with a doctor licensed in your state or from the comfort of home. Roman makes it convenient to get the treatment you need on your schedule. Just grab your phone or computer, complete a free online visit, and you'll hear back from a US licensed physician within 24 hours. And if the doctor decides that treatment is right for you, Roman's Pharmacy can ship your medication to you with free two-day shipping. You also get free unlimited follow-ups with your doctor anytime you have questions or want to adjust your treatment plan. With Roman, there are no commitments and you can cancel anytime. So if you're struggling with ED, go to GetRoman.com slash NoDunks for a free online visit and free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman.com slash NoDunks for a free online visit and free two-day shipping. Okay, we're back into it. Trey's at one point. He's got two lifelines to use. There's three questions remaining and then the bonus section. You can make up uh, some ground here. Don't you worry. Don't panic. Question five. Tony Kukoc started in 17 of the Bulls' 21 games in the 98 playoffs. We all know the Croatian sensation could do a little bit of everything. He could score, he could pass, he could rebound. But what was Tony's playoff high for points? During the 98 final titles run, what was his best game scoring-wise? Was it A, 19 points, B, 21 points, C, 26 points, or D, 30 points? Oh, did he have a 30-point game? What a great question. Mm. Okay, so 98. I remember Kukoc monster game, game seven against the Pacers. He hits five straight jumpers in the third quarter. So he's going way over 19. Did he get all the way to 30? That's a great question. And was this Tony Kukoc's best game? I don't know. I'm going to go with C. What'd you say, 26 points? C, 26 points. So you're going to just go straight to locking it in again. What? I feel like you're encouraging me uh, to call somebody here. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. I'm just wanting to clarify. I mean, you're. Um, I like that you make these decisions quick. I just want to clarify. Yeah, you know me. I'm all about trusting my instincts, but you're giving me that little taste in my ear that makes me want to not trust my instincts. So, Skeets, give me some mo. I need give a little some- bit more information about Tony Kukoc here. Okay. Um, here's your little hint, your little clue. Tony's best scoring performance came in Game 5 of the NBA Finals. He shot 11 for 13 from the field, knocking down four three-pointers. It tied his regular season high from that season as well, this particular point total. So there's a little info for you. Game 5 of the Finals. All right, I like that. I like that. That was some great information. Um, I'm going to upgrade my answer. Now I'm going with 30 points, D, 30 points, because you said 11 for 22, that's 22 points. 11 for 13, but that's yep. 22 points. But you also said four threes, add another four. That gets you to 26. I'm just hoping Tony went to the line a couple of times, hit okay. a couple of free throws, 30 points, I'll lock in. My man, way nice. to use that lifeline. <laughs> way to use your math skills there. You don't know what, uh, what was it? Eight times six or something? You don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if we're playing six pointers, no chance I'm keeping track of this. But yes. times two, I got gotcha. you. 
Yes, that's right. Game five of the NBA Finals. Uh, Kukoc wow, got you were three. like Pippin right there, carrying me off the court after the flu game. I needed a little help. <laughs> you needed that. You needed that little push. He uh, Kukoc also scored 30 points in a November loss to the Sonics. Now, Pippin wasn't playing in that game early in the season, but twice that year, Tony got to uh, 30. And one of them coming in game five, which... um. Pretty sure I'm going to double check. That was, uh, yeah, that was a loss. That was a Bulls loss in game five of the NBA Finals, which was crazy. Tony mm-hmm. goes for 30. I think MJ had a pretty bad game that game. All right. Good stuff. Um, you're up two. I got this one, JD. He's up to two points. <coughs> it's double to score. Double to score. <laughs> just like that. Just like that. Two questions here rem- uh, remain, and then we'll get to the bonus. Okay. Question six. Besides Michael Jordan, who is the most experienced NBA player on the Bulls roster during the 1997-98 regular season, was it A, Ron Harper, B, Joe Klein, C, Dennis Rodman, or D, Bill Wennington? Hmm. Okay, most experienced player. Most experienced player. Okay, so we saw uh, Dennis Rodman was what, in the 87 draft? This uh, during in uh, during the last dance, I feel like Ron Harper came before him. Who else do we have in the mix? Joe, Bill Klein. Wennington, and Joe Klein. Oh, yep. Taco and Bill, two of my favorite guys out there. And I just want to stress, I want to stress one thing here. Um, who is the most experienced player besides Michael Jordan um, on the Bulls roster during the ninety-seven, ninety-eight regular season? Mm, mm-hmm, I'm underlining mm-hmm, regular mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. so I don't get any blowback from any of the listeners out there. Harper, All right. Klein. Rodman or Wennington. How knowledgeable do you think your friends are, Skeets, about the draft years of Chicago Bulls role-playing big men? If I call one of your friends, is it going to be from somebody from Montreal who knows exactly when Bill Wennington made it to the NBA? That's what I need to know. (laughs) Um, No, the friend I had in mind definitely won't know about Bill Wennington all that much. (laughs) Though, I will say, um, is older than both you and I. Okay. So maybe that helps, you know, being experienced, uh, just being on this planet Earth a little longer. Um, yeah, it's tough for me to answer. I really don't know. First off, we don't even know if uh, he or she will pick up, but uh, I, I wish I could give you a better answer. I have no clue if they're going to help you or make it worse. Do you, have, do, you, do you have in your gut, like, one or two or three or whatever of these four that you're leaning towards? Like, have you eliminated any in your head? Honestly, when you're saying you underlined during the regular season, it's throwing me off a little because I know Wennington missed a playoffs, and I'm trying to remember if it was 97 or if it was 98. I wish I could call one of your friends to say, do I need to call you for this or for the next question? Because also, what's the next question? Oh, boy, Alberto. Whatever. Whatever. Give me Big Bill Wennington 1985 draft number five pick. That's incorrect. That's incorrect. Yes. Um, The answer is, which is amazing, because you go by Taco Trey Kirby. It's Taco Joe Klein. I should have known. I should have known he was even in the mix. He was also in the 85 draft. Um, Joe Klein was actually... Did you say Wennington was? I I can't fact check that, but he probably was. I think he was 85 draft as well. Um, Yeah, Klein had 12 years of experience in that going into that 97-98 just like Jordan but I said regular season because he played in 46 games in the regular season but he did not make the postseason roster Dickie Simpkins took his last spot what a dumb answer what a dumb answer that was we've seen Bill Wennington videotaping I've seen him in the locker room uh, wearing a three-peat hat run it back 
<laughs> okay, JD, we've got him flustered. Oh, um, man. This is Jordan at? in the three-point contest right now. I'm struggling. <laughs> What's he at, JD? Oh, he has two points. Yeah, two points, two. one question left, and the bonus round. So you're oh, still no. in this, Trey. You're still in this. Yeah, but I'm also, like, guaranteed to only get one point maximum from this last question because I got to hear who's on the other end of the line here. All right. Oh, wow, wow. He wants to hear who I call. Interesting. Okay. Well, maybe you'll know this. Maybe you don't need to call them. You don't need to. Okay. Final one. Final multiple choice one, at least, is again about Jordan's final game as a bull. Okay. How much does a young Trey Kirby remember about game six of the 98 finals? In the first half of that game six in the finals, officials waved off a jazz three-pointer, calling it a shot clock violation. It was a controversial call, not just because of how close the game ended, as we talked about, how close the final score was, but replays showed the shot beat the clock. It should have counted. Jazz fans still upset. Trey, which jazz player took and made that three but was called off by the officials? Was it A, Shannon Anderson, B, Howard Isley, C, Chris Morris, or D, Jacques Vaughn? Okay, well, the guy who I was going to pick for my answer, you listed amongst the choices. Okay, that's good. But hop on that phone, baby. We're making a call. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, let me uh, place the call. <laughs> uh, oh, this is big. So you feel confident in maybe who it is but you want to like sort of double check or uh, you know see what uh, see whatever particular friend of mine thinks about the answer as well well to be honest i don't feel confident at all but i had some ideas of who i was going to pick and who i would not pick the people who i would not pick you didn't list and the one guy who i was gonna pick he was in the mix so i, mm. I felt good about that but you know it's always good to have a friend on your side okay well let's uh yeah let's hopefully what my friend picks up here Hey, how's it going? Wow, there he is. <laughs> Thanks for picking up, man. How's everybody? Good. Um, just for all the listeners out here, this is the uh, podcast debut of my buddy Grish. Hey, Whoa, buddy. <laughs> hey Oh, How you doing, man? I'm doing very well. Good. You're doing a little bit better than uh, than our buddy TK here. He's... Uh, He's having a rough go of it. Yeah, these are not easy questions, even if it's, uh, you know, Bulls questions. Um, he is struggling a little bit. So he's uh, f- he's phoned you up here as the phone-a-friend option to to get some clarification. You guys should be able to hear each other. You guys know each other, obviously. That's correct. Oh, yeah. I can't wait to go forehead-to-forehead with this guy soon. Especially oh, yeah. well, if he gets this question wrong. Yeah, well, yeah. we have you on the horn here, Grish. We were just talking about the last dance on Monday. Um, we saw in episodes five and six in one of those, uh, Xavier McDaniel going forehead-to-forehead with uh, Scottie Pippen. That's one of your moves. Did you learn it from the Bulls-Knicks rivalry, touching foreheads to another man, getting all, um, getting all up in his face? Mine was actually uh, Kelbert Chaney in college <laughs> versus the Fab oh. Five. Yeah. Interesting. So uh, go, go check that one out. Could have been a C-Web and uh, Kelbert. Okay. Okay, but that's where you picked it up and then sort of that became a, a part of your drinking arsenal. <laughs> yeah, your signature move, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, let's uh, let's get the question to you. Um, this one, uh, uh, Grish, is about Game 6 of the NBA Finals, 97-98, um, Jazz Bulls. Uh, in the first half of Game 6 of the NBA Finals, officials waved off a Jazz three-pointer, calling it a shot clock violation. It was a pretty controversial call, not just because of how close the game ended, but replays showed that the shot beat the clock. 
which jazz player took and made that three that was ultimately waved off by the officials? Jazz fans very upset. Was it A, Shannon Anderson, B, Howard Isley, C, Chris Morris, or D, Jacques Vaughn? And uh, TK and, and Grish, you can talk it out here. What do you think, Grish? Okay, I would have said Jeff Hornacek, uh, but Uh-oh. yeah, I'm going to go. I got a feeling here, though, because I don't know if it's just his name. It's nice to hear it for the first time in a while, but I like a Shandon Anderson. On this one. <laughs> <laughs> I can picture him now. You can picture him now. You like the sound yeah. of his name, so maybe he made a shot clock violating three-pointer. Yeah. Uh-oh. He's a good player back then. I don't think it was Jock Vaughn. Yeah, I agree. I don't think it was Jock Vaughn. Uh, too deep on the bench, I would guess. Uh, to right. me, it was between. It was going to be between Shandon Anderson and Howard Isley. Those were like the two coolest guys on the Jazz. Yeah, Detroit native Howard Isley. Um, yeah, I, I'm going Shandon here. Yeah, but would you have known who came into the league first, Joe Klein or Bill Wennington? Because <laughs> that was my <laughs> other opportunity to call you. <laughs> uh, no, not at all. I would have guessed Klein, though. Oh, oh no! Oh no! This changes everything. He would have been right. Oh, he maybe yeah. should have called. Oh Chris. boy! Oh boy! Hmm. Come on, Trey. What do you think? Do you believe in uh, in in Grish or more what you're thinking, Howard Isley? Because it seems like you're split on those two. I don't believe in Grish. Let me tell you that much. So I'm gonna have to go with Howard Isley here. I mean, it was nice to hear Shannon Anderson's name. There's no doubt. But uh, it was also nice to hear Howard Isley's name. And I don't know, he's, he seems like more of the shooter. Was he? He was smaller, I think. Uh, give me Howard Isley. Final answer? Yeah. Way to go with your gut. Nice. Way to never listen to my winning Grish. Well Oh, yeah, guys. So to this day, yeah, Jazz fans attest that Dick Bavetta and the officials played a huge part in that game six. Howard Isley's three, it really should have counted. Uh, in the in the first half, and then if you guys remember, in the fourth quarter, officials counted a really tough runner by Ron Harper that looks like it could have been late, um, and they counted that one for the Bulls. So you know, you take away that Harper one, you give back the Isley three. That's a five point swing right there. We're going to game seven, maybe baby. Maybe we have a game seven, baby. So Grish, yeah, thank you, buddy, for picking up the call. Nice to have you on the podcast finally. All right, take care, guys. Yeah, thanks for nothing, man. Can't believe, it. Can't believe you got Taco Joe Klein right, though. Should have called earlier. <laughs> All right, see you, buddy. See ya. Okay, JD, how many points does Trey have after the seven multiple choice questions? Trey has a grand total of three points after seven questions, but okay. Trey, not to worry. You have a chance to add some more points in our final speed mm-hmm. round. You're going to have 45 seconds to give as many correct answers as possible. You'll score one point for each one. No lifelines here. That's right. You can make up some points here in a hurry, Trey Kirby. Because basketball was a different sport than the one we see today, the one we talk about daily on No Dunks. Only eight guys, eight guys hit more than 23-pointers during the entire 1998 playoffs. It's crazy. (laughs) I want you to name as many players as you can to do so. So guys... In the 98 playoffs, to hit a total of 23s or more, we're going to start the clock and go. Reggie Miller. Correct. Ray Allen. Incorrect. Chris Mullen. Correct. Mitch Richmond. Incorrect. Uh, Steve Kerr. Ooh, no. Michael Jordan. No. Yeah, I wouldn't think so. Tony Kukoc. Correct. 
Okay. Uh, who else? Ninety eight. Uh, Brian Russell. Correct. Shandon Shandon Anderson. Nope. John Stockton. Nope. Wow. Jeff Hornacek. Another John. No, Another not John. him. Another John. John Starks. Correct. Another John. Uh, who else is out there? Who else was in the ninety? Nick Anderson. Kobe no. Bryant. Uh, Brian Shaw. No. Chuck Person. No. Nope. Was shooting threes. Dale Ellis. No. Oh man, that <clears throat> was maybe the best we've ever seen in rapid fire, though. By my count, you got five correct. That's what in, I got. Yep. In the forty-five seconds, that's really impressive. I don't think anyone's done that before. So you're making up some points. So let me go through. I said there were eight guys. Here they are. Reggie Miller hit thirty-eight. You got that one. John Starks hit twenty-five. You eventually <laughs> got to that John. It took a couple Johns, but you got <laughs> another there. John. Tony Kukoc hit 23. You got that one. Byron Russell, hell of a pull on that one. 23. So that's four for four you got. Nick Van Exel, you missed. Ooh. Yep. Rick Fox, our boy Rick what? Fox. Yep. Eddie Jones. So we had a bunch of Lakers in the mix there. And then you got Chris Mullen, who hit 20. Okay, not too That's, bad. I was on, you know, honestly just trying to name every shooter from the 1990s I could think of. So a pretty solid strategy, it turns out. Yeah, uh, JD, what's uh, Trey's final score here? Final score for Trey is eight points, which ties him with Tass for number one on the leaderboard. You, were, you, weren't, you weren't even close. You were you were dead last, and just that's the best performance we've seen, I think. Yeah, that's incredible. That you only got questions correct using the lifelines. Although you even didn't even listen to Grish, but got that question correct, and then you made up, uh, you know, made up some ground in the rapid fire bonus round. Yeah, Tass and you at top of our leaderboards with eight. Amir Blumenfeld seven, Lee at six, and Big Waz at six. You went from dead last, like like JD said, to the top. Impressive. Well, thank you guys very much. I was inspired by Jordan's Game 6 performance against the Suns and against the Jazz. You know, turning on right at the end there, coming back from behind. All right, well, special thanks to Trey Kirby, of course, for finally coming on this show. It had been a while. I've been keeping him in the dark. I wanted something really juicy for TK, and uh, I don't think they were easy, were they, Trey? I know, you, I know you're regretting the Taco Joe Klein answer there, though. Yeah, that's the one I'm regretting the most, for sure. Uh, but yeah, definitely not easy, because you played it smart. It was about the Bulls, but not really. Really about the Bulls. <laughs> well that's done. Exactly, that's exactly right. All right, thanks to our trusty scorekeeper, JD. Your work is always on point, sir. Thank you. Great to be here. Thanks to my buddy Grish, um, you know, for at least picking up the call and at least you got to hear his voice. <laughs> and for dropping uh, some Kelbert Cheney knowledge on us. That was pretty fun. We'll have to uh, fact check, though. Can't trust anything he says. Uh, big thanks to basketballreference.com for inspiring a few of the questions. And finally, thanks to Michael Jordan, the Chicago Bulls, and ESPN for giving us all something to do during the quarantine. We'll catch you next time on Who, Who Wants Some Trivia? trivia?